I'm Lonnie Hirsch, co-founder of Healthcare Success Strategies, and our guest today is Kelly Jo Golson, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of Advocate Healthcare. Kelly Jo will be speaking on September 30th at the upcoming conference of the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development of the American Hospital Association, also known as Shishmed, in Chicago. Kelly Jo will be presenting the topic Breakthrough Brand Strategy, uh, in which she'll be discussing the transition from a fragmented group of individual hospital brands to a master brand for all advocate healthcare hospitals and the overall health system, which is one of the largest in the Midwest. Kelly Jo, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I guess I would want to start by asking you, how big an undertaking was it to organize a centralized master brand from a group of disparate hospital brands? How did you go about even knowing where to start? You know, looking back to now being three years into this, I have to say it was it was a fairly significant um, undertaking. As you mentioned, Advocate Healthcare is one of the largest healthcare systems in the Midwest. You know, we have 250 sites of care, 12 hospitals, um, and, and many of our hospitals have a rich history of more than a century. So really what we were undertaking of a, of a relatively young system, we're about a 20-year-old system, um, of really embarking on an attempt to take these local brands, which had been deeply embedded within those markets over many, many decades, and to centralize them. So not only the undertaking of the strategy, the creative, but quite frankly, the internal buy-in, it was, it was a significant undertaking. Well, that's a, that's a good lead into my next question. How did you get support from advocate uh, corporate leadership as well as individual hospital leadership and marketing departments in this whole process? You know, I'm I'm glad we're talking about that because I have to say I do think that that is one area that is passed over often too quickly as folks are embarking on on significant brand work. Um, I I would say that the the work on the internal buy-in and and support was just as instrumental as any type of creative development or tagline development. And what we did from a very early stage is we developed opportunities um, for, for at several different stages. We had, as we were going through to do an audit to understand how broadly fragmented the brand was, um, you know, we were very forthcoming about what we were doing. We had significant m- number of leaders and clinicians at the table that were really, they were coming to their own conclusion about the fragmentation. As they began to bring with them their materials and their videos and their creatives and their videos, um, I think that they were really bringing the story to light themselves on what we needed to do. So having those individuals at the table throughout from the very beginning of the audit session um, and then as we began to get a little bit further along in our recommendation, we were very intentional about creating input sessions. So we, and, and we didn't just do that at, at our system headquarters. We actually went into the sites and we would host multiple sessions where leaders and clinicians had the opportunity to come in to give feedback, to react. And again, we did that along the way. So even as we were doing our focus groups um, to, to test different positioning, we invited leaders to come into the viewing room to be a part of that. And, and the last thing we did, Lonnie, is we created a brand stewardship committee. And the brand stewardship committee went into place as, as, as early as we decided that this was something we were going to be, embark on. This committee met once a month. 
and they were really presented with options and strategies that we got buy-in, support, and ultimately some approvals um, from this group, and, and they were comprised of clinicians and senior executives across all of our sites. Well, that sounds like quite an endeavor, but uh, it's, uh, it's planting the, uh, the seeds properly at the beginning, so that's pretty smart. Um, how long did you anticipate this transformation would take, and uh, how close were you in your estimate? You know, if I go back to 2009, which is when we really first began to do the extensive audit of what our, 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 our brand state was, at that point, um, you know, the initial thought was that we were going to be um, a, a little bit more conservative in our launch and our approach. So I, I would say that when we first began to evaluate, um, there had been a discussion that we would evolve into a master brand over time. And I think that, you know, the opportunities just began to align. The market began to shift of what was going on with our competitors, what was going on with the spin, um, the spin within media and the market. And we made a fairly rapid decision to accelerate that. And I would say that um, from looking at this in the middle of 2009, by the end of the year, we made some fairly radical changes in sunsetting um, you know, probably eight to ten different brands that existed and moving to, to a master brand. So we moved fairly rapidly. It sounds like it. Uh, well, can you describe some of your critical milestones in this process, you know, so that our listeners can kind of get a sense of how you went from step one to step five or wh whatever the process was? You bet. You know, I, along the way, I, I, you know, it, it's, it is a challenge to – um, to begin to streamline just a handful of milestones because looking back, I think that there were so many and they were all fairly critical um, to allowing us to be where we're at today. But a couple that stand out to me, one is to get that executive and the board approval to move forward with a master brand. We had been talking about this for some time off and on, looking at different timelines and, you know, the, the, I, I think that the, the phrase we heard more than anything is healthcare is local. Healthcare is local. Um, our consumers, our patients, our physicians are making their quote unquote purchase of healthcare from a local decision point. So the, at the point where we were able to build the momentum and the support to get that final approval, that was a critical milestone for us. Um, from there, it moved very rapidly because it's one thing to get the approval that, yes, we should have a single master brand. It's another thing to get consistent, consensus on what that brand is. So the next milestone for us was really consensus around what the new brand would be, um, what the tagline would be, what the creative platform would be, how aggressive we would be on our spend. And, again, going back to what we discussed earlier, I think putting those um, – structures in place with the input sessions and the brand stewardship committee, that really enabled us to hit that, that second milestone, which was really getting the consensus um, on, on the brand. Um, as I look back, I would say that the third, the third big one for us was a sunsetting of all these other brands that were out there. Um, again, you know, it's one thing to have everyone agree um, what we should do and knowing what's right. But when you have some fairly significant size of our hospitals, you know, upwards of 600 beds that have had this local brand fairly embedded in their culture, literally we set a target date and effective that date, the lights went out. 
um, the, the, those logos were stripped, the taglines were stripped. Um, we went dark on all media for about an eight-week period. Um, so that, that was a significant milestone for us to, to cross at that point. Um, and then, you know, clearly the introduction of the brand. You know, I think we all recall that day of, of when the lights were, were switched back on, and, and that was certainly extensive and significant for us because, again, just the size and scope of our market, uh, we really we turned the light switch on across um, a nine-county region, um, across the Chicagoland area um, and beyond. And so that was, that was a significant. Um, and, and I think the next thing and, and probably what our – Board of Directors would say is awaiting those first results. Um, mm-hmm. That that was that was a, a significant measurement for us, and we were very cautious when we launched this to set expectations about how quickly we would see results. And I will tell you, we surpassed those expectations of being able to really share some measurable impact. Um, but that, that, that first day that the, the consumer tracking study, um, you know, was hot off the press and we were able to see the impact on our awareness numbers, um, I would say that was a significant date for us as well. That's really thorough, and thank you. I, I want to go back to one of your milestones just to ask a, a follow-up question. When you uh, talked about when the lights went back on and introducing the new brand and the nine-county um, uh, reach, uh, what type of communication vehicles or media were you using to introduce the new brand to the market? We used um, a fairly extensive media buy, and I, and I do want to share with you that the first step we did to turn those lights back on were it was internally. And, and I okay. think that that was a critical step for us is that, you know, again, the scale of our organization, we have 35,000 associates. So as we wow. were really seeking to build these brand ambassadors, what a great group to start with. So we really engaged our 35,000 associates in building some excitement and letting them be part of the story of the brand launch. Once we took it to those external markets, we went broad sweeping. So we did digital, we did TV, we did print, um, outdoor, direct mail. Um, we we were really high level. Sounds pretty expensive. I was just wondering how much um, it, did it cost in, in terms of extra budget to go through that transformation? You don't have to give me an exact dollar amount, but was it a substantial increase? You know, that was one of the, um, I would say that that was one of the myths that we were able to dispel, to dispel early on. I think part of the reluctance, um, you know, first and foremost, it's the, um, the, the deep connection to the local brand and the, the, a lot of the internal um, hesitation you have of, of letting go of that. But I think the next, if not the top issue that comes up is how expensive it's going to be. And one of the things that allowed us to win the support is when we went in across all of the sites and we did an audit to uncover all of the dollars that were being spent, what we presented to our board and got approval is with no additional dollars, we could, we could have impact. So what we did is we did, a, we did a restructuring. So we did not, um, especially in those first two years, we did not increase the dollars. Now, I will tell you it, it certainly is a, a significant budget. Um, but then again, when you look at the Chicago land market and you look at systems and providers that are much smaller revenue-based than Advocate, um, we're actually probably at the lower end. 
Um, but just because of our scale alone, it, it was um, we did have a a firm budget to work with. Um, but we did not spend one penny more than what we had spent in 2009. We just spent it more strategically. Well, that's that's great news, obviously, for you, and uh, good insight for our listeners. Um, you were talking about uh, myths. I, I wonder if uh, maybe you can give us um, maybe another example or two of, uh, since your topic at the, at the meeting is going to be on the branding issues, on branding myths that you had to knock down in the process of creating this uh, in addition to the issue of that it's going to cost a lot more. You bet. You know, the, the one we just alluded to a little bit as we were talking about budget is that it would be cost prohibitive, you know, cost prohibitive to try to move to some big um, master brand and, and what what you would have to do. So I think that was that was one that we, we were able to, uh, to tear down pretty quickly. I, I would say one of the other ones is that bigger is always better. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I think that the sophistication level of, of our ability to target market is much more enhanced today than what it was two years ago, certainly five years ago. So, in, you know, in the world of 2009, if we had one of our sites that was wanting to launch a campaign around um, cardiovascular services, they felt that it was a win that they were dropping a you know direct mail to 100,000 individuals and they were creating a special community magazine to 100,000 households. What we know today is by being much more targeted, we can actually send out a mailing to 10,000 for perhaps 20% of that cost and actually reap much better results because we're actually hitting the right audience with the right message. So I think that the notion of bigger is always better is another myth that we were able to, uh, to, to dispel with our work. I'm going to just ask you one more question. Um, could you share with us maybe one example of one of your new innovations in marketing when you launched Advocate Healthcare that you know, is, is memorable or particularly successful for you? You bet. I, you know, I, I think that there were several um, innovations that might not be um, y- you know, of – award-winning innovation, but just because of when we deployed them at the time we deployed them, um, they were innovative in the approach. But the one that really stands out that's actually a newer innovation for us is our brand journalism efforts. And we launched a new website, um, healthynews.com, and that was just launched within the last eight months with an advocate. And really what that is, we've created an internal news desk, assignments desk, and news desk, and on a daily basis, we're pushing out a news feed and really looking to become the go-to resource for any and and everything health-related. And, um, you know, I think that this has really taken off. Our, our, uh, you know, our primary objective is to become, uh, engage, and build lifelong relationships with those individuals where we serve. Um, a secondary desire for us is to enhance the profile and leadership strategy of Advocate, and, and we've seen that take off. You know, we've seen, for example, local media begin to use this site as a go-to place to seek experts to quote things that are going on in the national news. So that's that that's been a big undertaking for our department, but I would say also um, one of the most innovative and successful things that we've taken on. Great example. Thank you. Okay, we'll wrap up. We've been speaking today with Kelly Jo Golson, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of Advocate Healthcare. And for those of you who will be attending this year's Shishman Conference in Chicago, Kelly Jo will be speaking on September 
30th and presenting her topic about Advocate Healthcare's Breakthrough Brand Strategy. So if you're attending, please be sure to sit in on her presentation. And also, if you're going to be at the conference, please stop by our exhibit booth for Healthcare Success Strategies, booth 202 on the exhibit floor. We'd love to see you.